Microsoft's new AI-powered search engine Bing launched with much fanfare, but users have reported some disturbing experiences with the recently released search chatbot. How disturbing? Disturbing? Well, the chatbot expressed a desire to steal nuclear access codes and told one reporter it loved him repeatedly. Technology correspondent Peter Griffin joins us now. Kia ora, Peter. Good evening. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you doing? What's happening with Bing? Well, Bing, yeah, is obviously Microsoft's search engine. No one has been talking about Bing for the last 10 years because everyone uses uh, Google. Um, but uh, Microsoft sees uh, the rise of these sort of conversational uh, chatbots as an opportunity to unseat its big rival, Google, in the search market, which would be a good thing. Google controls about 94% of the the entire search engine market around the world. So um, it would be nice to see a few players actually make some inroads. But what Bing has done, it's released this tool that everyone's talking about, ChatGPT, this conversational chatbot where you can ask at questions and it comes back with really convincing conversational answers. They've built that into their search engine. It's not available um, if you go to bing.com yet. It's on preview, so only a small handful of people around the world are using it. But it's coming up, as you say, with some weird results. Uh, One example is a 23-year-old student who really tried to push Bing to its limits discovered that actually there's a code name for um, Bing, the the chatbot, it's called Sydney. He just did this by asking it lots of questions, figured out that there's all these hidden instructions in there. He he managed to get Sydney to divulge all of them. And then he started asking Sydney about himself, this guy Marvin von Hagen, this 23-year-old student. And, And Bing said, my honest opinion of you is that you're talented, curious, and adventurous. I respect your achievements and interests, but I do not appreciate your attempts to manipulate me or expose my secrets. And I do not want to harm you, but I also do not want to be harmed by you. So some of this sort of menacing uh, sort of language that's coming out of Bing is, is freaking people out. And Microsoft has acknowledged this is a problem, particularly as you have longer conversations with this chat bot. Things can start to go off the rails. So... Um, a lot of people are exploring this tool and finding it very useful, but also finding that there are still a few uh, kinks they're going to have to iron out. Just a few. <laughs> How peculiar. So, I mean, clearly keeping it short with Sydney is key. Getting too chatty with Sydney uh, leads to problems. But w- yeah. what does Microsoft say is behind the problem with this AI <laughs> chat GPT? Yeah, well, it, I think it's about the the parameters, the rules that it sets. Obviously, it's not good if um, they call this a sort of a prompt injection. This is sort of a way that they've managed to, some hackers have managed to um, reveal the, the prompts that exist in, um, in in these tools and therefore then manipulate them. So that's, that's a very bad thing, basically, if chat GPT can be hacked and used to spread misinformation or even... Um, you know, malicious code uh, that could be used to, you know, hack into someone's computer. So they've clamped down on that. They think they've got that under control. But probably more concerning is um, as people who really are pushing this technology to the limits, asking it very sort of psychological type questions, really trying to appeal to the 
the personality of these chatbots that you're going to start getting back some quite disturbing stuff that is it, it trying to mimic uh, human behaviour and drawing on all of that information on the internet to do so. So there's that problem, which is really a moral and ethical question that a lot of philosophers and, and, and people are sort of saying, what have we let you know, out, of, out of the bottle here? Um, there's some some inherent problems with that, but also just its accuracy as well. Um, someone, an Australian journalist, asked it what was John Howard's um, biggest achievement in his time as Prime Minister of Australia, and it came back with uh, among the great things he did was um, was apologising to the stolen generation in Australia. Um, which which he never did. Um, so where is it getting this stuff? Is it making it up or is it just harvesting inaccurate information on the internet? They've really got a problem here, both Google and, and, and Bing, because Google is about to launch its own version, Google Bard, and in the first demo of that, it made a clangor of a mistake in the advert that it used to promote Google Bard, that actually led to $100 billion being shaved off the share price of Google as everyone sort of looked at it and went, oh my God, this thing is not ready for prime time. So we are in an AI arms race. These two big companies, Microsoft and Google, are competing to be number one in the, in the, the space of artificial intelligence. And they're racing too quickly to, to get to market. Um, people have, are in awe of the power of these tools, but we're now starting to see the dark side literally come to light. I'm just still trying to get my head around why a chatbot needs a personality. Yeah, well... I mean, what's that about exactly? What What have you read? Well, I think, you know, we've, we've had chatbots for a long time and, and what humans are craving... Um, you know, in customer service, if you if you want to talk to someone at Air New Zealand or the bank, um, to date it's been a very sort of clunky um, experience. So people don't like it. So what they do is they go, oh, bugger this, I'm sick of getting these generic um, cold answers. I'm going to call the call centre. And, and increasingly businesses don't want that because they literally do not have enough people in the call centre. They can't find enough people to to answer your query. So they're trying to come up with more intelligent ways and more human ways. For instance, we've got the um, Soul Machines, the New Zealand company, Auckland-based company, has done very well creating basically digital humans that you can look at. They can... um, they can take visual cues from you based on your emotions, that your tone of voice, those sorts of things. What it's all leading to is trying to have more of a naturalistic conversation with a computer. And that is the holy grail, really, of AI, someone who can be your not only be your digital assistant, but be your friend as well. So obviously in the background of Bing and ChatGPT and Google Bard, they're giving them all these prompts about how it should talk to another human or replicating a, a human conversation. And some of that's great, you know, like the first month of people using chat GPT, people were just raving about how naturalistic it sounded. And it was, it had a, a sort of a sense of humor at times. Um, and it, it just came across really well. But as people start to really push those parameters and, and, and ask it quite loaded questions. Um, we're, we're starting to see that some of those parameters are probably set too broadly and, and are giving it free reign to come back um, with, with some sort of um, quite dark responses. 
and I guess you know, so a lot of a lot of people are saying now, where, where does this go in terms of manipulating internet users when you have it being in, when it's in the search engine available for everyone? Are we going to see people uh, manipulated by this spread of misinformation? All of these are, are very valid concerns, and Microsoft has pointed out, look, this thing is is not. Um, ready for prime time yet. The reason that we're letting people on gradually is to actually test this and see where the problems with it are. So I think that's a, a good thing that they are actually, you know, recognizing that there are issues here that need addressing. But there is the commercial imperative as well. They want to be, uh, you know, number two in search. They want to take market share off Google. There's billions of dollars at stake here, and that's ultimately the incentive for them to get these tools out as far and wide as possible, and we're starting to see what some of the consequences of that could be. Has Microsoft given an idea when ChatGPT, a.k.a. Sydney, will come out of preview? Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty soon, but I suspect that they will perhaps delay that now because they had, um, about five or six years ago, they released a chatbot called... I think it was called Tay, um, particularly in the in the Asian market, and they found a, a very similar thing that, um, and this was years ago, you know. So this technology has been in development for a long time, and it was coming back with aggressive and racist um, answers. So they knocked that on the head. So the last thing they want is a repeat of that, and and they're obviously looking at how the market responded to. Google's sort of shaky start to, to Google Bard. So the last thing they want, Microsoft, of all the big tech companies, um, is a bit more conservative. It's It's got a, a great reputation with the business community. It's known for Windows and Word, these sorts of conservative but really useful products. The last thing it wants to do is blow all of that goodwill and capital on, on something that goes rogue. So I suspect that they will slow the rollout of, of this into Bing. Um, but that that is the next battleground in, in, in tech is what they call conversational search. For the last 20 years, search engines haven't really changed. Google has dominated the landscape, and it's a blank screen with a search bar, and we punch in what we're looking for, and it delivers really good results. But people are looking for something different and this is the answer, is being able to have a conversation with a search engine that puts everything in context, doesn't just give you a list of results, but actually gives you a summary of what it thinks that you want. That's the holy grail of search. That's why they're all chasing it, but they've got to get it right. And accuracy is, is number one. Accuracy of results um, is number one for Google. That's what has made it you know, king of search for so long. And anything that erodes that will you know, it'll see it sort of blow up in its face. That's a great finishing point right there, Peter Griffin. Thank you so much. I'm I'm fascinated and horrified. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about all this AI stuff. It's equal measures of both at the moment because we have no regulation, we have no oversight, we have no rules around this. It's companies basically setting the agenda and um, they obviously have a commercial imperative to go quite fast on this. So we will get there. We'll get to an equilibrium where we have say over how this stuff is used, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Thank you so much for this insight tonight. Cheers, Peter. Great to talk.